Beers with Dave's. No, we're good. We're good. You can see the the thing, right? All right. Are you starting this? We're starting this. Are you sure it's on? <laughs> Is that what that says? I think so. Just go check. <laughs> I'm going to keep this in the video. <laughs> All right. This is great. We're good. Yeah, that's good. All right. Sound off with the intro. All right, everybody. Welcome to Beers with Dave's. Sometimes. My name is Dave. That's Som- the new name. Sometimes Beers with Dave's? Beers with Dave's sometimes. Oh, it's because we missed. Uh, we've been a little sloppy lately getting into the podcast studio, which is right beside my office, so it shouldn't be that hard for me <laughs> to get in. Uh, yeah. And then we had a data transfer issue. I've got three episodes in the hopper, plus this one, four. Yeah. I think I'm going to release this one first before the rest so to we can explain. explain okay. Yeah. So, so Sarah knows. Yeah. Uh, so Sarah, I know you haven't seen our face in about a month and a half. That's not true. I've seen you in the office many times. I've been ashamed to talk to you because we haven't released an episode, which I know you look forward to. Yeah. So... I, um, you know what would be so fucking funny? What? Is if we just stick to the idea that our subscribers are all Sarah's. <laughs> hey, Sarah's. Uh, quick story about Sarah. And I don't know if this is a good way to start the podcast. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, uh, she was sitting in her car the other day. Okay. And I looked in, and she looked at me. And my reaction immediately, for some reason, was to look away. Yeah. So, Sarah, I feel shame. It's just <laughs> I'm sorry I did that to you. <laughs> and then what happened? Uh, I just went in the office. And yeah. then I... Yeah, that was it. And uh, you guys are Facebook official now, right? Yeah. She had me on Facebook, but not you. Oh, oh, no. We know which Dave is the favorite now. All it's right. So what are we drinking today? We're drinking the thing that I have in the fridge. Yeah, we talked about the six-pack of the Heineken. You know, it's actually really cool that you have the non-alcoholic stuff here today because I have I have work to do at 8 to 10 p.m. tonight. I've got a course to take. So yeah. it's going to be uh, quite nice to... Not so because we're doing this in different alcohol. order. I made this beer opener. Yeah. Oh yes. 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 Okay. How about you talk about it? Do you want to give it a whirl? I, I I'm kind of scared actually. Like oh actually. What what man? I'm just, I you... was just scared. I was going to shatter the glass because it's that's like forged steel, right? Yeah, I did this on a, a what do what do they call it? A forge and an anvil. Yeah. And I hit it with a hammer. How's that channel going? Uh, <laughs> My defunct foraging channel. Yeah, uh, it's 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 done. Oh no. Yeah. Oh. Um, huh. So I had a. a for- you have a pretty big history of uh, starting channels and uh, not keeping up with them, don't you? <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so what Dave's alluding to is I had a uh, a fitness channel <laughs> called Fitness Destination. It's still up. It's still up. <laughs> if you want to find it, you can find my fitness destination. <laughs> yes. I'm pretty sure you just have to go and Google and type it in. <laughs> no, let's do it. Right uh, you know, it'd be interesting. We could see how our viewership is here. If I can just check my fitness destination uh, uh, views. It's probably not a store, right? No, it's not a store. Just type in YouTube or something. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. Um, to this day, when I go on YouTube, my normal email, it says that I'm fitness destination. <laughs> just give me a second. I think this is it. No, this isn't it. No, isn't that, it? that rapper? Oh no! <laughs> no. Uh, fitness destination. Uh-huh. What was that noise you just I made? Twenty-two. No. It's not that one. No, it's not that one. This is a great for the podcast. Did it have one video? No, it had more than one video. Okay. Nine videos? Yeah, maybe. No. Okay. You just keep talking. I'll, I'll look this up. I'm gonna find. Oh, this. there I am. Where? Oh, I'm right there. <laughs> there you no. Are. Uh, you got four subscribers. 
<laughs> I just want to go to the about. <laughs> oh, it doesn't say what the channel's about. That's, that's, why, that's, that's why it was so successful. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, if anyone wants to go, it's fitness destination. It's all one word. Yeah. Because apparently the other words were taken. Yeah, probably. And um, I was not very strong. And I remember the the one where I'm doing the the. Oh my god! Just wait. Just let's 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 look at it. Look at. <laughs> Just, oh, I'm so young. Yeah, you are, dude. Yeah. Yeah, look at that bicep. <laughs> Nobody can see this. No. And I'm not skilled enough of a video editor to like overlay this. <laughs> so you guys have to follow along. The problem with it is I thought I was jacked at the time. Well, I mean, compared to other people of your age, you probably were. Yeah, but it was so hard to... Because uh, you were a football player and everything, right? Yeah. Yeah, look, look at that. Look at that face. <laughs> I was sure this is animal on it too, as if that's what I was. That was an, like maybe a long. Where were you living here? That was uh, my friend's apartment. Okay. So it was him and uh, three other guys, and instead of going to university, I used to go to his house and just smoke weed and make this. Face. <laughs> <laughs> that's the worst. My yeah. arm looks pretty good there, though. Yeah, it did. Yeah. <laughs> so this was a time I don't have this. <laughs> okay. Fuck you. <laughs> I mean, admittedly, like, I don't have fitness videos. This is great. You've got four subscribers. Right. Yeah, you made this, like, almost close to Christmas. Oh, my God. It's almost the anniversary of this video. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you want to see one that's somewhat interesting, it's the uh, almost last one. This one? No. The This one? Go over, over. This one? No, almost this last. One? Almost last. This is last. Now that's obviously the first. It's on the left. That's the first. No, no. How do you read? Man, you made this professional. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Look at me. Oh, yeah. I got that cross. Yeah, yeah. Jesus was helping me in my fitness. <laughs> if you look, Jesus is ripped. Yeah? So that's why I did it. I was making a homemade uh, kettlebell thing. I still have it to this day. Okay. With a bunch of plumbing pipe. <laughs> and Look. Yeah. It's yeah, no, pretty cool. No, no, sure. I thought I did okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. I mean, really, it actually is pretty good. But go down in the comments on that one. Okay, give me a second. Does some guy still razz me? <laughs> what did he say? He said, uh, your. Oh, no, that was Jason? Yeah. Oh, no, someone wrote on this. It's not there anymore. Somebody's like, that's not even going to work. Oh, really? Yeah, and then I went on his, and I saw a picture of him shirtless hitting a punching bag, and I'm like, put on a shirt. And then I went out. I had a war. I had a YouTube war with another guy. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> All right, so what topics do we have? I, I think we should learn how to get our body loose and warm for the 10th episode. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that's good, dude. Anyway, okay, we're done. Now. We're done with that. That's. Uh, I that's tried really to make funny. the videos as good as I could. Yeah. I no, had music and everything. I mean, you had logos. You had the things that like slid over the screen. I think it was pretty good. Well, that was back in my like t-shirt designing days, too. I made that logo. Oh. Yeah, and I was doing designs. You do it in paint? Yeah, you know, you do it in uh, you do it in paint to get it as close as you can, and then you put it to uh, paint.net, which was like kind of more of a Photoshop you thing. Oh, really? But if you got it ninety percent on paint and you finished it, it, it made it clearer, it made it more transparent. Yeah. Um, but now what I use is I just use Photoshop. Paint.net does not exist anymore. Yeah. Yeah, you just use Photoshop now. Yeah. Do you have Photoshop? Yeah, I got Photoshop. Wow. I was doing it when I was doing logos for my uh, Forge Brothers website. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but if you're doing stuff, uh, just just anything, even just taking like uh, my logo and and making it like bigger or, or trying to change the color or try to change the shape, sure, Photoshop helps it so it saves it in a much bigger format. 
Like you mean bigger, like larger, so you can adapt it later. Yeah, and it saves it as like a vector and stuff like that, so which is what everybody needs. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Which is probably very exciting for everybody listening to this. So so far, what we did is we watched my old YouTube channel. Yeah, uh, and then I talked about my photoshopping for my business. Yeah, we logo. T- okay. So let's get into uh, let's get into uh, the minor delay slightly. We don't have to get into specifics, but this is probably the first episode you're watching in about a month, a month and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Probably maybe two months by the time I didn't know that until now. So you really shit the bed. No, I. I, You're waiting for pieces. And why? Like, why aren't you posting on the Instagram? (laughs) Yeah, why, Dave? How about if you could guess as to why I'm not posting on the Instagram? What what would that be? I think you just never asked what the password was. I think I delegated it actually. Oh my goodness! So good at delegating. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, No, apparently not because it hasn't gotten done. All right, so let's talk about something. Um, You just got a, a new family member. Yeah, a cat. Name's Chloe. Got yeah. Is, is there a type of cat? Do I even know what types? I, no, I I don't know what types. Okay, how many cats have you went through since I've known you? <laughs> oh my god! No, <laughs> no, you say it. You say it, and you you admit what you've done. <laughs> uh, okay, everybody. So let's go through the history of Dave's animals. <laughs> so there was a point in my life where I had six animals. I had uh, two guinea pigs, uh, three cats, and a dog. Guinea pigs were awfully old, and so they died natural. Death. One was finished. One was thin, and he became finished, yes. <laughs> That's good. Uh, and then um, <clears throat> we had uh, three cats. Um, and when my daughter was born, uh, my daughter had... Um, uh, reactions. Yeah, a reaction to a pretty heavy reaction to the point where it's like couldn't breathe, right? Um, and we weren't sure if it was cat allergies. Um, and uh, anyway, separate the cats. Kid got better. Reintroduced the cats in. Kid got like all congested and hard to breathe. All that type of stuff again. Did that two or three times, and then we came to the conclusion that uh, the cats have to be rehomed. Uh, so we rehomed the cats, the the three cats, and uh, then in order to get allergy testing. Um, so I don't know how it works in the states because I'm sure there's people in here listening in the states, but here it takes a friggin' long time to go see an allergist. Uh, and so it took, I think seven months mm-hmm. for Amelia to get an allergy test. And why she even got in that quick was because of the fact that, uh, she would eat eggs and then she'd puke power puke, uh, after an hour eating eggs for like a whole rest of the day. So apparently as a child, it's very bad dehydration, all this type of stuff. Right. Yeah, anyway, you guys just kept feeding eggs every day. Yeah. He said, "You finish what you started." <laughs> yeah, that's right. It was the same egg too. <laughs> anyway, um, so we also at the same time of getting her tested for an egg allergy, we had got her tested for cat, and the cat allergy came back negative. And uh, uh, around that same time, actually, our dog started to be very aggressive towards our child. Uh, and, and this one thing that we found is it's one thing if the dog is protective of its space and would um, get a little nippy when the kid would go to her, uh, but uh, a few times the dog would get up and go to our child and bite our child. Yeah, but you were putting like peanut butter on your child. Yeah. Okay. That's not my. That's not my my fault. Yeah, the skincare right? routine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was trying to cure the cat allergy from all this. <laughs> Anyway, so uh, we said, okay, the dog's got to get rehomed. And, and this is the second time the dog has had uh, uh, aggressive tendencies. The past owner was towards other animals, and this time it was towards young children. So the new home was with all adults. Um, yeah, anyway, so uh, 
then we decided uh, after the allergy testing that our child is probably not allergic to cats because of she got tested. So we brought our child around uh, other cats, and she didn't react nearly in the same way that uh, she did uh, when she was younger. And so we took the plunge and uh, got another cat. Um, come to find out that uh, we still think Amelia is allergic uh, because when the cat accidentally scratches her or whatever, she gets like super red, raised, and all this type of stuff. So it's just probably not as severe as it was when she was younger. Yeah, and then you got a second cat. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So are you just going to have nine? Because I don't think you stop. No, I. I really think if don't. I came in, I said, "Hey, I brought you a cat." Gar- you Gar- take care absolutely of guaranteed. If you came to me and were like, "Hey, my my cat's having kittens again," like I'm getting another cat. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So I um I have no animals right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I think I've lost a lot more animals than you did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So okay. Any other animals you're ever gonna get? Like a bunny? Uh no. I, 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 so I used to be very much a dog person. I think we've talked about this on the, the podcast, but I'm very much a cat person now just because they, they live longer and are lower maintenance. Yeah. Um, right? So you can have a cat 15, 20 years, no big deal. You get a dog that lives 20 years, man, you're, you're like, you're not touching that dog, you're not petting that dog. It could, it could fall apart. Yeah. It? I got a three-legged bunny that I'm going to uh, be bringing into my new home in a week. His name's Shag. He, uh... How does this bunny survived? I don't know. How does this bunny survived? So this is probably a bad story that's going to bite me in the ass. But uh, my bunny was living in the farm, and he got his arm stuck in some chicken wire, uh, which is what was separating him from the other bunnies because he was a male bunny, and he wouldn't stop humping. Um, yep. And uh, he broke his leg, and then he tried to chew his own leg off. Mm-hmm. Um, so Because he was stuck, right? Because it was all stuck. Yeah. And then eventually he did get out, um, but then at that point it was all mangled and it got infected. Mm-hmm. And it's actually kind of hard to know that your 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 lion head bunny's front leg is broken when it's this big fluffy bunny and a bunch of hay. So I think it took like probably three days or something for me to um, notice. And then, um, and, and some people might think that's bad, but you you had like what twenty five animals at the time, and and like, yeah, I had I mean, goats and chickens and and, and, and yeah, ducks yeah. And, and bunnies. And it's not that I didn't I, I fed them every day, but you you don't pick up every animal you own when you got a farm and just do a, totally. a once over. Um, so I, I, when I noticed it was it was it looked bad, um, and you had a, kind of a few different options. Um, so uh, I I think uh, most people would have just put down the bunny. Yeah, I think most people that's what would have happened. Yeah, no, instead I went farm doctor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what I did, um, I was a volunteer firefighter uh, still at that point. And uh, I'm not saying that I have medical training, but I knew some random stuff. And I knew, and I had these castration bands from when you, you know, and uh, you castrate your goats. And there's these little rubber bands. <laughs> so I put this around this bunny's <laughs> mangled, broken ass really leg. Bad. Everyone's going to hate this. Yeah. I'm sorry, Sarah. <laughs> you can unlike me on Facebook <laughs> or follow. And so I did that. And the, what that did is it cut off all the blood. And then what I did is I got antibiotics that you get for fish. You could still buy antibiotics at the time. You can't anymore. And what people don't know is that fish antibiotics is human-grade antibiotics, and a lot of people in the United States will consume fish antibiotics because they can't go to the doctor. It's too expensive to go to the doctors. They'll get some um, um, penicillin or, or whatever 
for fish. This is fascinating. I had no idea. Yeah, and they'll just drink it. Like they'll just do whatever. Um, so um, I got the one that is meant for bunnies orally. Mm-hmm. I um, I figured out what the dosage was, and I had to like break it up, and then I put it in his mouth twice a day with painkillers. Uh, and then uh, eventually, after like five days, his arm was black and dead. Yeah, yeah. I cut it off with some snips. And then I cleaned it all out with polysporin, and I kept giving the antibiotics and the painkillers. And that was probably about five years ago. He's got no front leg. He uh, sits in my lap when we play video games. Happy as ever. Yeah, he's just a good bunny. But I cut off his leg. And uh, I just, um, don't sue me. I did it with love in my heart. Peter's going to be all over you, buddy. <laughs> and when I, and just so everyone knows, when I was cutting off his leg, I was crying and dry heaving. I was like, I'm so sorry. Uh, oh, no. Uh, and uh, it was horrific. The thing, the thing was so mangled, it came off like butter. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and then I kept the, I kept the foot because you had a rabbit foot or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, I kept it, and then just horrible things just kept happening. And we were like, we got to throw this out. Yeah, because you destroyed this, <laughs> this bunny's foot. You can't get a rabbit foot in this fashion. Yeah, no, no. You're supposed to find the rabbit's foot. You're not supposed to take it off the rabbit. Oh, I didn't know. Oh, oh, I thought it was man. supposed to be fresh. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I haven't done anything like that. Yeah, so <laughs> I don't know if that story is going to bite me in the ass or not. I mean, People wait, feel conflicted you, about it because. Yeah, you risk, rescued your bunny. Your bunny would have died. Well, that's the funny thing about it when I tell people. Never when I'm telling the story does anyone enjoy it. No, sure. Everyone hates the story. Totally. And they go, well, what happened? And I go, he's still alive. He's hopping around. He's happy as can be. Still, no one likes me, but they feel conflicted. Yeah, you have to. They feel conflicted enough that they stop talking about it. <laughs> yeah, totally. They just want to forget the visual because you really go into detail. Yeah, because it, it's, it's traumatizing. It's just part of my brain now. <laughs> Dave sees a bunny, he stops. <laughs> Not again. <laughs> Uh, shouldn't joke, but oh man, yeah. So uh, yeah, so I'm gonna get Shag, cat, and uh, Shag's gonna be the only pet I have. So I'm gonna go from like 30 pets, uh, maybe 35 to uh, one. It's good. Yeah, that's gonna be interesting. Yeah, that's gonna be one clean cage. You think? Yeah. <laughs> Are you sure? And I was already looking on Amazon. Yeah, there are some awesome bunny cages. So I was like, I want to give him like the best cage. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I mean, I guess your old farm budget is now. You're just gonna be like, bud, you want, you want, you want a Rolex for <laughs> your little bunny? Yeah. Uh, so I'm pretty excited for his cage. Yeah. I'm gonna get on Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. So what are we gonna talk about now? I'm Talked about uh, bunnies, my YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. I think we're out of practice. Yeah. Actually, from the amount of time that we went without doing one, we couldn't come up with a single <laughs> predetermined subject. No, we didn't. Why? 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 Why are we rushing, Dave? I don't know. I thought I was more Dutch than Russian. Yeah, okay. That's good. <laughs> well, this podcast is ruined now. <laughs> oh, this is just it. The podcast is dead. <laughs> All right. Can we, uh, have we talked about Across the Street yet? In the I don't think we should talk about Across the Street. Why? Um, because. Oh. Well, this is very awkward for the podcast. <laughs> the only person that will know is Sarah when she asks Michaela. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, what subjects do you have? I don't have any subjects. Oh, you're the worst, man. What do you mean? All right. Um, okay, well, I had a subject. You got shut down. Yeah. Okay. Okay, let's talk about this. So um, <clears throat> so I've realized this, uh, this trend in me, and I know you have this in you a little bit, too. Nope. You do. Uh, you do. Uh, 
so <clears throat> uh, for those that don't know, I uh, I uh, like to solve Rubik's cubes. And Rubik's cubes are like my hobby, and I collect them. And uh, what ends up happening is when I got really, really into Rubik's cubes, I watched every video I could, researched a whole bunch of stuff about it, went and bought a whole bunch of Rubik's cubes, and now I kind of give them away as gifts, right? Um, and it's not like to the adults or anything. It's like the this. most relatable story in the world. <laughs> <laughs> you know where I'm going with this, don't you? <laughs> Uh, oh shit yep uh okay so these ruby cubes and i give them away as gifts and i think they're super super fun anyway the point i want to make there is that i get obsessed with things right uh and i think that's kind of tribute that you need in business a little bit you get obsessed with growing in business and doing better in business and, and figuring all the intricacies of business and everything like that right um so i've recently uh uh got uh, hooked on watches mm-hmm. yeah, yeah 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 so uh dave sent me a message he thinks <laughs> i think i'm gonna buy an expensive watch <laughs> and i said like how expensive are you talking like a fossil watch or are you talking like a rolex and he said rolex <laughs> yeah and he says uh but not crazy like one to two five thousand <laughs> one thousand to five thousand something like that. yeah and, you're, and then after a while, you're like, I've been researching how the... the, the uh, And like 6K is the minimum. <laughs> yeah. I've been researching how they retain value. And he's like, I don't want to buy a watch that depreciates. Totally. Yeah. He's like, so that's usually around... At the time, you said like 10K, I think. Yeah. It depends on what you're doing. Yeah. 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 So... Uh, but I haven't... I have settled on not buying that expensive of a watch because I have these I have these internal conflicts, right? It's it's do I collect watches as kind of an investment, right? Um something that holds value or do I collect watches for the enjoyment of collecting them, right? Uh I think at first it would be uh, enjoyable to collect them for enjoyment uh and then eventually I can move into uh into uh something that holds value. And so the idea I thought of this morning actually was to get you can get like watch cases that look really fancy um to go get one that can hold like six or eight watches and then slowly build out a collection and we're not talking ten thousand dollar watches okay but slowly build a collection and then just replace them with a better watch over time one at a time yeah i got a watch box and it's full of uh everything from aliexpress yeah (laughs) and it's funny the watch that i wear the most is one that i've had for about 10 years and it it was the only one that actually cost something um but the um yeah, you can't go too cheap on watches, because, especially on like the faux leather ones, because they start breaking immediately. Or like you know those little the little pin you have, sure, that just starts ripping the leather. So it's like you need something with some quality. You don't have to obviously you don't spend you don't have to spend five thousand dollars on a watch, but no, I, I, totally. think, I think I think two hundred dollars goes a long way. Yeah, well, it's 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 interesting um, because I've been I've, I've at first and and I'm kind of still interested in this, right? I'm very interested in, in how watches retain value, right? <clears throat> and so. You know, if 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 you have the means, right, um, you can get watches that are in that four or five hundred dollar price range that just don't decrease in value, right? And so the question is, is how much does it actually cost to own your watch if it's not decreasing in value, right? And usually they're keeping up with inflation, right? So it's like you can, I don't want to say effectively get a watch for free, but after you wear it for four or five years, you could theoretically sell it for roughly what you paid for it. Now, obviously not perfect, but what do most people do? They go buy a $70, $80 watch that becomes scrap later. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, yeah. One one thing that uh, we both do is we make things business too quickly. I think. 
Yeah, we do. We totally do, man. Because collecting watches should not be about the value. It's just no. because you like it. But that, that, I found that's what happened with forging for me is that instead of me actually just enjoying forging, I had to try to make it a channel. I had to design logos for T-shirts. I had to design multiple logos for T-shirts. Yeah. Um, and then before I knew it, like uh, before I even really forged that much at all, I already had a custom email. Like it's just you had to. Um, but what it did for it is it actually made it a chore. Mm-hmm. Instead of me going and forging, I had to do videos. I had to cut videos, and I made probably six or seven videos or something like that. They're not all published, and they were entertaining. Yeah, I thought it was funny. Yeah, um, but what it did is it because I put a timeline on it. Like I had to do a video a week, um, and then because of me, I, I can never settle. So I'm just like, I got to do a video a week, but I should probably have a surplus. So I should probably just bang out three real quick, and then before you know it. Uh, you, you've actually taken something that's enjoyable and you made it a, um, like a project, like you have totally. like a, a work project. Um, so that was something that um, I don't think it actually helped the experience with me. It made it funner a little bit in a different way, um, but then you judge it on a different matrix. Like you, uh, instead of yeah, you're ju- not judging it on based on how much you enjoyed it. You're judging it off of the subscriber count and the viewer count and blah 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 blah. Or like how much better I am actually forging. <clears throat> yeah, totally. Instead of me being like, hey, I made this yeah. knife. I'm just like, hey, how was the lighting or how did it, did I show properly? Like, oh, I wasn't in, I wasn't centered when I was making this knife. So it's like <clears throat> I cared more about the camera facing me than I was actually where my hammer blows were going half the time. So it's like it's, yeah, it's yeah. funny how we make things into a business, which is one of our successful traits. Sure. But it's also like a little obsessive. Oh yeah, no, totally, absolutely, yeah, without a doubt. I, I don't know, man. It's um, it's uh, I, I, I like having a purpose for doing something, and a purpose for me isn't so much about um, the act, I guess, if that makes sense, right? It's not always about the you know? money either. <clears throat> It's sometimes just about being able to, um, I don't know, like make something well or like show something. Like like with this, this podcast, never been about the money. Yeah, no. Um, but we would very much enjoy seeing viewership go up. Oh, yeah, t- totally, <laughs> right? It would be fun. And, and, and it's not that making money would never be be something we would enjoy. It would just make the experience that much better at the time, right? But yeah, getting subscribers, getting comments, giving us ideas, all this type of stuff is 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 super fun, right? But yeah, I, I just feel like um I I and we've talked about this before, this idea of like what do you do outside of work, right? And I know that that um I don't know if you have that much stuff outside of work now. Um but uh no <laughs> No, <laughs> no. Uh, I go to sleep so early now. Yeah, eight thirty, right? Yeah, you should. It's so good. Because I just i i go up to bed. I go to bed around eight thirty nine. I yeah. wake up typically around five a.m. now, and I uh, and man, it is really weird not being busy. Yeah, yeah, totally right. Um, <clears throat> so anyway, I just wanted I want something to do, and I, I I think that I had a lot of enjoyment when talking about cubing i had a lot of enjoyment learning how to cube getting better at cubing. <laughs> that's like they call it cubing yeah it is that's what it is getting better at it um you know collecting the cubes and then now the game cubes yeah now it's uh it's uh super fun so we had a um uh babysitter that uh when we went out for supper the other day um um 
the from a while back, the first time, um, I gave her a cube, and she was super ecstatic. She was like, yeah, this is the best thing in the world. Because she was working with some shitty cube. Anyway, so I'm hoping that my... Why have I never got a cube? I'm your best friend. Because you make I fun don't of get it a cube. all the time. Well, you call it a cubing. What am I supposed to do? What do you mean? I got to give you a wedgie right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. I'm doing a front wedgie, too. I know, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, anyway, so I think it would be really cool to start doing that with the watch collection. That's a little different, right? Because can you imagine someone's face if you handed them a watch? Hey, I really, you know, enjoy this two hundred, three hundred, five hundred dollar watch. I feel like most people just wouldn't take it. Why? Because they'd be like, uh, uh, no, 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 thank, uh, thank you, no, thank you. Like, I think it would. Uh, I don't think it would be a very easy thing for people to receive. Um, Maybe I will take your watch. Mm-hmm. I'll take all of them. Mm-hmm. Let's be very clear. Yes. Uh, give me your watches, even yeah. your new ones. Uh, and some cash, and maybe some a cash. credit card. <laughs> okay, um, but I think for most people, um, that would be a hard thing for them to accept. Sure, it, uh, and it's also the funny thing about it. It's a very old school gift, which is kind of cool. So, like, someone's getting married or something, mm-hmm. or uh, someone's getting a promotion or something, and you hand them like a nice watch, but it's like a like a used nice watch. I feel like that's what they do in like the fifties. I just feel like it would be such a, a, a very interesting gift because it's not just something you buy for them. It's something you bought for yourself that you loved for a long period of time and have enjoyed using, uh, and then you give it to somebody else because you want them to enjoy it too, right? I think, that, I think that'd be fun. Yeah. I think it'd be fun. And, and at the same time. Who are you going to give it to? I don't know. I don't know. Who's, who's going to accept this watch? I, I have no idea. Well, you only talk to women other than me. <laughs> okay. So they want your watches? Yeah, they do. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, I, yeah, I don't know. And well, let's be clear. Like, I haven't. I, I I've always liked watches. And um, actually, silly story. Um, when I was in the military, I took a trip to Ottawa. When I was in, I can't remember where I was actually. Um, but anyway, I took a trip to Ottawa, and I walked into a jewelry store, and uh, I might have been in the military for like six months, and I went and bought myself like a nine hundred dollar watch. I have no idea where that watch is today. That's a really nice watch, too. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. Sad. Yeah. That's a really nice watch. Yeah. And I wore the shit out of that everywhere. Like, in Do you uniform. remember the brand? Yeah, it was a, it was a Citizen watch. Yeah. So it's nothing crazy, crazy fancy, but uh, it was like when the Eco Drives were first coming out. So it was solar powered. Um, pull it out and it just works. Um, super classy, blue dial. Yeah. 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 Apparently, you're way more into this than I ever thought. <laughs> <laughs> just be clear you wear the same shirt every day i know i will and so it's actually so this actually has a lot to do with it right because i'm a very plain jane guy i don't like to think about it but i think it'd be very fun to show expression with just a watch yeah you know what i mean i think that'd be cool i'm gonna do it with like a uh, like a wrist sweatband a sweatband yeah yeah you should uh, go look up these videos for a watch company and they do more than just watches like a jewelry company called jacob and co Super nice, but you're talking watches like twenty thousand dollars. No way I'd ever do it, but yeah. So in um, in high school, um, me and my uh, best friend um, Matt McVicker, we lived in the same street. Mm-hmm. Um, we owned the same clothes by accident. Okay. Um, sure. Yeah. Um, our, our our moms bought us the same long sleeve shirt, and then we had the same shorts. Okay. And then the same day, we wore the same shirt and shorts. Mm-hmm. Um. Other than that, we both had we both had a, a half heart BFF necklace. Wow! 
that we wore. And wow. then at the at Empire Theaters at the time, um, you, you put the quarter in the thing, get the plastic ball, and we got these black sweatbands. Okay. So then, <laughs> and we wore the black sweatbands every day. Yeah. Um, I don't know for how long, maybe a month or something, because I don't think I just wore this black sweatband a lot. But I wore it because Matt wore it, and Matt and I had these matching necklaces, and we thought it was hilarious. Because it was, let's be clear. Yeah, it was funny. Yeah, super funny. Uh, so then we go to school. Uh, Dad drove us there. So and you're wearing the same shit. And then Matt comes out, and I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake. But not only that, we're wearing the same long sleeve like, shirt, like camo shorts, a black sweatband, and then a BFF heart necklace. Oh, so it wasn't even like a. It was like one of those old school wrist ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah like the, the the basketball players wear. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, we could not be more identical. And we had a class together. We had a um, a computer class together. Yeah, yeah. And we were like, we didn't mean to do this. They were like, Psh, yeah. I wonder if they still have computer classes. I don't know. It'd probably be like a, an iPhone class. Yeah, something, right? Yeah. Yeah. I remember when. Um, a computer class, uh, junior high, um, it was all um, Macintosh computers. We had all Macintosh too, yeah. Yeah. It's the fucking most annoying thing in the world. Yeah. And <laughs> I know like Apple is the thing now, but back then everyone's like, what is this? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It had like one button. Uh-huh. No one knew what Safari was. No. It was the worst. And then every time we had to like open it and take the ball out and like put like rubbing alcohol on it to make the ball better, <laughs> we're like, it works good. <laughs> <laughs> Look, but I, just think, a- <laughs> I just think of like the, the amount of money that that schools spend on IT at the time because like computers at the time were like fifteen hundred dollars each. But do you think that's why they had the Macintosh because it was cheaper? It might have been, maybe I don't know. But still, man, even at a thousand bucks, like a thousand dollars then was probably two grand now, right? Yeah, I never knew why they picked it. Um, the those little because th- these were the bubble ones. Yeah, like it was before. It was, yeah, it's the big cool little screen. Those are worth a lot of money now, eh? Yeah, yeah. Apparently, I, apparently, like a dead one's worth like two hundred bucks. Yeah, Isaac bought one. He's like, I want this computer, and Isaac likes antiques. Sure. Um, Isaac's a classy guy. Yeah, he's a, he's a great photographer. Isaac's funny because when you actually hang out with him uh, and you're out in a boat, you just and then you see his Instagram. You're like, he took that picture with me. Yeah, I was like, that was my goat. Yeah, yeah. But he'll stop and he'll like wait, 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 and he'll get out of the car and he sees like a caterpillar somehow. And he's like, yeah, yeah. Uh, but he bought <laughs> super artsy guy. He bought this Macintosh bubble computer or whatever, mm-hmm. and uh, the guy's like, "Does it work?" He's like, "Yep." Yeah. Isaac bought it. Doesn't turn on. <laughs> sure. How much did he pay for it? I don't remember. <laughs> um, Hopefully, like a hundred bucks. <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah, but that made me laugh. Yeah. Um, but that would be a hilarious thing to have. It would be hilarious to retro like to refurbish it with more modern technology and i know that takes away from it yeah, yeah. but it would be cool if macintosh just played netflix <laughs> and i just had it like in my kids like room or something or i don't know yeah no totally totally i i i i i see a lot of stuff on youtube and wherever else of people making like custom things that are super super cool man like you think how hard would it be okay you just open up the top you rip out all the internals you take a other tv screen you just slap it on the top and then you close it up and there you've got yourself a, a computer that can do netflix that's modern right yeah. um but how much time does that actually take right yeah, well, this goes back to hobbies. I, I remember um, I had this uh, computer. Um, I think it was a Windows XP, and I um, it was my computer growing up. Mm-hmm. And uh, I didn't have an internet for a long time, so this computer never went bad. Sure. Um, so then I tried using it when I first had the house. So I was I had this computer when I was in junior high, and then I tried using it at my house when I was like twenty. 
Yep. And uh, it was not, that's not what people, I think Windows 7 was out at the time, and I tried to use this Windows XP. Okay. Uh, so what I did is I took all the computers I had, I took all like the RAM and all that stuff, and I stuck it all in. I didn't know what I was doing. Sure. No idea. And what I did is I just kind of made this weird Frankenstein computer where you had to go into like different hard drives and none of it really connected. Sure. Um, um, and uh, I just remember that was super fun. I had such a great time just like trying to figure it out without really knowing what I was doing. Uh, so sometimes like projects where you're like trying to like retrofit things and try to figure it out. I think half the fun is just trying to use your brain and try to figure out technology, not always rush to the YouTube video. Yeah, I, I think it'd be very, very fun to have some sort of artistic hobby in one way, shape, or form. Yeah. Whether it's whether it's photography, whether it's uh, like art and, and painting, whether it's uh, that type of stuff. I, I know it doesn't seem like art, right? But I mean, you're, you're still using your brain in a creative manner, right? I uh, So blacksmithing um, was what I thought my hobby was, but I, I think... What I'm going to do is enjoy that at Isaac's house. Isaac has this nice yeah, yeah. Uh, blacksmith shop. I brought my stuff there, um, and I did have a great time going there and blacksmithing with him. Yeah, you do it together, yeah. 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 Uh, so, I, so I think, and I'm still going to get my stuff, um, and I'm not going to get rid of it. Sure. Um, but what I think I'm going to do is uh, try to get back into the woodworking stuff that I used to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I built my dining room table, built a bunch of different furniture things, and then I, I kind of stopped doing it um, um, other than when I built my sheds or my barn and stuff like that, I stopped making like furniture because I didn't really have a shop. Yeah. Uh, and then when I did have a shop, finally, I started blacksmithing. So then I, I just kind of got it more set up for making handles and, and, and grinding and, and things like that. Um, but I, th- I think I'm going to just start trying to go back to making like shelves and tables and, and things like that. Totally. Um, so. I think that'd be fun. I think it'd be a lot of fun. I, I, uh, when I was still in the military, we had access to using the military's woodworking shop um, at our unit, and uh, had a lot of fun doing that, building tables and chairs and you name it. Yeah, like I'm gonna, um, I want to try to make a chest for each one of my kids. That'd be cool. Um, yeah. After I make the table. Yeah. And then uh, high chair. Just try to figure it out. Potty. Yeah, wooden potty. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, it would. You just get some Square good lacquer. Hole. Yeah, some good lacquer, man. You don't have to worry <laughs> about it. It's not seeping in. Yeah. Um, but that type of stuff. And like my friend, uh, Trevor, he, um, modest, most modest guy ever. Uh, he never says anything about what he's doing. And then I go on Facebook and I see like these beautiful cutting boards that he makes. Oh yeah. Cutting boards and cool. coasters. And he's doing all this different stuff. That'd be um, cool. That would be a cool thing to figure out because it's so small scale, um, that it would be something that you could just do on a, a weekend or, or just play around with it instead of always going, I have a tendency of going too big. Mm-hmm. So I'd be like, well, what's the first thing I'm going to do? I'm going to build a dining room table. I'm like, okay, well, you could have built a you know, a little um, monitor stand or something. Sure. Um, but um, uh, I think uh, that would be cool, like jacuterie boards and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of my, my first passion for woodworking was my grandfather had this big wooden wood lathe. And uh, you're there with your chisels and all this different stuff. And I made candle holders. I made a rolling pin. I made. You know, my father Christmas might order. sell might might sell you all of his kit. Oh. So my father was a uh, a very proficient woodworker. Yeah, he used to be the guy at the units that would make uh, talking about like chests and stuff like that. And he'd make beautiful chests, and he'd made half the furniture that's at my parents' house. Yeah. And he's got everything. He doesn't do it anymore. No, he's broken. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, he can't handle vibrations. What does he have? Anymore like everything he'd like imported um like 
special saws from like Germany that only come in Germany. And like, yeah, can, I was talking about these German saws. Yeah, he had uh, he had uh, in every house we lived in the basement was basically an entire woodworking shop. It's super annoying as a kid because he'd be like, David. David, come here. You got to hold this. And the next thing you know, he's fucking got like an air gun. He's tack, tack, tack. And you're like, holy fuck, this is going to go through the boards. It never did. Yeah. Right? I don't think that was annoying that you helped your father every once in a while. Oh, trust me. As a, as a, <laughs> as a, as a preteen slash teenager, I can tell you. You're like, it, God, <laughs> Dad, I was listening to my chemical romance. <laughs> this is it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> right. But um, With your long bangs. You're like, you got your wood shavings in my bangs. <laughs> right. I got to straighten these again. Yeah, dude. Anyway, uh, yeah, because it's just sitting around. Yeah, but can I mean, you ask him? I can ask him, yeah. That'd be great. Okay, drill presses, table saws, multiples. He's got literally anything that you could ever need, uh, he's got. Yeah. Probably 10 routers, like you name it. Yeah, because I don't, I don't have a, a bunch of stuff. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. So, oh, Thank you. yeah, just so you know, he's like, he, he charges top dollar for everything. <laughs> he's the guy that he's the guy that bought a uh, four-wheeler back in the day, uh, brand new, I think it was. He's paid like $8,000 for it, like 10, 15 years later. <laughs> Uh, after driving it for you know hundreds of kilometers, sold it for sixty five hundred dollars. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll still ask him. We'll see yeah, what happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, he can't use it now, yeah. and he'd actually really like to start it again. But like physically, just the vibrations of everything, even like slightly, just I'll use that for my negotiating. He's like, I want this, and I was like, Yeah, you can't even hold on to it. Yeah, yeah. and not only that, he's got. Um, um, so like different types of woods, right? Because you can get, you know, mahoganies and, you know, you can get all different types of woods. You um, named one. Yeah, I named one. <laughs> Pine. <laughs> Spruce. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got this walnut thing. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Anyway, um, he's probably got, I don't know, thousands of dollars of wood at yeah. uh, home that effectively is doing nothing. Yeah. Right? So. Yeah, man, reach out to him. Yeah. That'd be great. Yeah, no worries. No worries. Okay, cool. Yeah, okay, back to the podcast. What what what's the what do you, what, do you, what, do you, what time are we at? We're at forty one, Dave. We still got a we still got a well, whole just, other maybe hour. if you just come up with one subject. No, this is your this is the your I already came up with the subject and you shut it down real quick. <laughs> I was I talked about watches. That was my subject. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I uh, I just recently bought a Jeep Cherokee. Yep. Uh used Jeep Cherokee. Yep. And uh and Jeep what, of all Jeeps. Yeah, the Jeep of all Jeeps. There's never been a more Jeep than my Jeep. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and what I've slowly realized is that, um, Jeep Wrangler owners are, um, uppity mm-hmm. about being a Jeep Wrangler opener, uh, uh opener, owner. owner. Yes, yes, yes. So they were like, no, the only Jeep is a Jeep Wrangler. I'm like, okay, okay. And I, and I knew this before I even bought it. And, uh, <laughs> so that I'm in this Jeep Cherokee and I go to the gas station, I get some guy in a different Jeep. Uh, non. When I say different, I'm gonna say non Wrangler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he gives me a head nod. I give him a head nod. Yeah, yeah. And then you're uh, part of a club now. And then um, you're part of the reject club, aren't you? Oh my god, you're just ruining all punchlines, <laughs> motherfucker. Oh, oh no, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right, no, the story's ruined. Yeah, no. So, so you're not in a jeep. I'm pumping, another jeep. Yeah. So then I'm pumping gas, and a different guy in, in a jeep, and this guy's in a jeep Cherokee, sitting there, and he's like, "Hey, I gotta tell you a joke." And I was like, "Sure, man." He said, what's a CRV stand for? And he goes, I was like, what? And he goes, compact recreational vehicle. I said, okay. And he goes, what does this stand for? I don't even know what the acronym was. That's how much I know cars. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, what? And he was like, something, something, recreational vehicle. And I'm like, all right, man, cool. And he's like, what did Jeep stand for? And I was like, what? And he's like, the best. <laughs> and then I was like, cool, man. And uh, so uh, what Dave alluded to is I'm a part of a Jeep reject club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We call ourselves the non-wranglers. Yeah, yeah. And I've never been happier. 
Yeah, yeah. 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 So just so you know, if you own a Jeep Wrangler, you're not at my club. No, that's right. <laughs> that's right. You're yeah. the reject of your club. Yeah, uh, uh, I am. No. Yeah. They are. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, <laughs> I've never said. So we recently talked about this on on probably the next episode you watch or one after uh, about uh, taking a trip to Cape Breton, and it like it was funny if you see one Jeep, every other Jeep that would pull in would park beside it. Yeah. Yeah. And I just think it would be so funny, like, if you were doing that, just to park beside the, the other Wranglers. Like, hey, guys. <laughs> yeah, what up? What are you guys doing hey, today? Man, look at that great lift. That's great. <laughs> yeah, and I have, like, a like a, a Jeep tattoo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it would be so funny. Yeah. It would be so good. It would be so, like, d- displeased. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it would be funny, dude. Imagine, like, a, like a, a Dodge Charger rally or whatever, and you come up with your Dodge Caravan, <laughs> and you just reverse it in. I don't know if that's comparable, but I, I appreciate it. Yeah. Dodge Chargers in my van. Yeah, yeah. I, I wanted the van, actually. There just wasn't any available on the lot. Oh, I, the van would have been the way to go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There was a Dodge uh, Charger there mm-hmm. that I kind of liked. Yeah. I can't... Uh, so I used to be obsessed with um, Ford Mustangs and Corvettes and all this type of stuff. And I don't have any experience with Corvettes, mind you. Um, um, but on the um, on the Mustang side of things, I used to work at a Ford dealership. And so I've had the opportunity to drive friggin' umpteen different um, uh, Mustangs, including like Shelby Mustangs, which are super, super cool. Um, just to be clear, like they are super annoying because you can't see anything. Yeah. Because you're like in like some sort of a bucket seat or, you know, like the the luxury bucket seat type thing. Uh, you can barely see over your shoulder because of the way you're sitting in the chair. It's impossible to like lean over. Um, you, you've got blind spots everywhere. It's just not a great ride. Could that just be because of you? Is that a you problem? Not no. a me problem? No, absolutely not. Okay. It's an everybody problem. Okay. Because I just, uh, my head goes a little bit higher when I sit. Yeah, but that's why they got the chairs that go up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. So uh, uh, I don't know if I ever told you this story before, but on the lot there was a, a Prowler, a Chrysler Prowler, I think it is. Sure. I, I don't know if that's real. Yeah. Give me a second. I'll show you a picture of it. I can't uh, wait. Prowler car. Uh, the Plymouth Prowler. Chrysler. Yeah, that's cool. Okay. It's so like old school. This was driven by the head of accounting at the dealership I worked uh, at. And. Uh, I remember he was like, hey, uh, Dave, you got to go gas this up for me, please. And so I hopped into the car. I'm going down the street. And I'm like, this car is shit, man. Like, this car is just not moving. Um, It's, like, super, like, jerky. uh, And it's, like, it's just not great. And, like, you have to drive probably, like, a kilometer and a half down the road to get to the gas station. And uh, and all I remember is just how difficult it was to drive this car because it was so touchy on the throttle. But when you're actually driving, it's, like, it just felt like it was pulling and like it wasn't actually getting anywhere um and like this road was like a 50 60 kilometer an hour road anyway long story short what i realized is i had it this was like one of the first cars where you could switch gears but like with an automatic i had it in first gear the whole time yeah first gear the whole time yeah yeah and i'm doing like 50 down the road wondering why this car isn't like why is it screaming at me yeah um yeah so that that's that so what would be your like your dream car oh so this has changed over time um, uh, I originally, um, uh, back when I was working at Ford, I thought, um, uh, I thought Mustangs were absolutely sick. Right. Uh, and then I got into the, um, kind of the modding scene. Um, and so it, I had a Cavalier at the time. And so 
you can actually soup Cavaliers up. I know this might sound silly to people listening, <laughs> uh, but a Chevy Cavalier, you can actually soup them up quite a bit, and so I was pretty into that. And then uh, I was able to buy a Honda Civic, and we um, that was a pretty fun little car. Um, had a dropped uh, had a, uh, a Prelude SI motor dropped into it, so it was like a 200-horsepower car, a motor rather in a car that was designed to have like a 90 horsepower engine right type thing and so it was uh it was pretty fun to drive and then it sounds just like my dodge journey yeah yeah i'm sure it does <laughs> yeah uh and then um i switched to lancers i really like lancers at a certain point in time um it's on your phone it's uh my insurance guy Probably should answer, but that's okay. Anyway, um, and then um, uh, when I got out of the military, um, and in the military, I just didn't care. I was like, I'm driving my little Ford Focus. I'm fine with this. This is great. Good gas mileage, you name it. Um, when I got out of the military, I was like, okay, it'd be really nice to have something classy. And so I, I was kind of like, okay, it'd be neat. And we're talking dream cars now, right? To have like a Audi or, or a Lexus or something along those lines. Um now I'm really into the Tesla. I'm really into like the electric vehicle. And it doesn't even have to be like the Tesla Model S or whatever the fast one is, just the, the Model 3. Yeah. I think it'd be super fun. Yeah. But that's still like a $50,000 car. Yeah. Unreal. Yeah. Yeah. Like I can't, I can't, I have a very hard time justifying that price tag of a vehicle. Yeah. Very, very difficult. Right. I think every vehicle I bought after my Ford Focus has not cost me. Actually, I think the most expensive vehicle I bought ever was eighteen thousand. Is that the Kia Soul? Uh, yeah, and the Ford Focus. They were the same price. Yeah, right. Um, I just, uh, I just have a hard time. And any, every time I buy a car, uh, I'm more and more close to like capping it out at like ten grand. Right. I just, I just don't see the point. I don't know enough about cars. I get really uncomfortable when I was shopping around used cars, just trying to like even be able to base anything off of. Uh, so I like I try to go from like, I don't know, mileage. I just kept looking at like kilometers, and I was like, okay, maybe keep that around fifty. And then, uh, but I, I know so little about cars. If someone's like, hey, you can get this car for ten grand, it's a good deal. I have no idea. Versus the same car for twenty. So one of the helpful things you did is you showed me a website that I could search the car in, and it showed me the values. Yeah, yeah, and that was the only thing that gave me any opinion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it honestly, like, that's the only when it comes to knowing cars. Like back in the day, about liking cars and modding cars and all this type of stuff. Like a lot of that um, type of stuff was very easy because you know, working in the military, you're surrounded by people that are at least I was typically mechanically inclined. Like I'm not mechanically inclined at all. When I was working at the dealership, it was really easy because everybody around you is mechanically inclined for the most part. Right. Um, uh, cause I was working in the back end doing detailing. And so I was with all the mechanics and you're stuff. working in the back end or with your back end. Both. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah. Uh, most of my wage came from, uh, <laughs> came from the latter. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah. So it, it, um, I don't particularly know much about cars. And the only reason why I know so much about pricing now has to do with the fact that in my line of work, vehicle pricing is very um, relevant. Yeah. And uh, I've seen a lot of people go to a dealership and buy a car that has a sticker price of, say, you know, twenty grand, just to make math easy. Um, you actually look at the wholesale price of what the vehicle would be um, sold for if you had to trade it in or the dealership would buy it, and you're talking like 10, 12 grand, right? Um, and I'm not saying you can walk in and offer them 
you know, 16, but hey, if you can get that down to 18, 17, you're still looking a lot better than you otherwise would, right? Yeah. So, yeah, because everybody's got to make money in the equation, right? It's got to be a win-win-win situation all the way around. Or yeah, they make money in a few happy. different ways, too. They make they money on the sale and the um, insurance or the warranty and, and then the financing and all this different stuff. So. Yeah. What I found interesting, too, is that um, there was, like, fees that you got to pay. Uh, like a dealership fee or oh, something. No, it's the stupidest thing in the world. All man. the stuff you got to pay. So yeah, yeah, yeah. they're not taking that out of their price. No, of course not. This is how much money I want to make. And then on top of that, any hard costs that we need to accumulate or whatever, I don't know how hard easy it is to prove whatever hard cost. Uh, but anything that we have to pay is on top of the price that we're offering. I thought that, I think that the non-transparency of that is crazy. I, I, I truly believe that the auto industry in Canada is one of the most smoke and mirrored industries that exists. And I don't think it's a fault of necessarily the, the, the people at the dealers themselves, like the salesmen, they don't have any control over it. No, no, they don't. But I think it's just the, the entire industry as a whole, um, in order to be competitive, you have to go this way. Well, for the, uh, financing, I filled out an app or whatever to apply for it. Mm -hmm. Uh, everything I signed to apply for it was actually all I needed to sign to accept it. Mm hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so this interesting thing is I remember I walk in and then, uh, uh, my buddy Brad's the guy that sold me the car, um, showed yeah. up to Brad, uh, yes. awesome guy. He, Brad's a great guy. Yeah. And I then lunch with him this Friday. Oh yeah. Yeah. So Brad sells me the car and he hands me the keys and he goes, here's a new car, bud. And I go, oh, cool, cool. Well, do I need to sign anything? He's like, nah, it's all signed. And I was like, what? That seems weird, man. And he's like, yeah, it seems super weird. Uh, but like, yeah, but that's how they get you, right? Because some people probably thought they were just applying and they hadn't accepted anything yet. And the next thing they realize, shit, man, I got a car loan. Yeah. Right? It's scary, dude. It's super scary. Yeah. I thought that was weird. That was probably one of the weirdest experiences from like, accepting a credit product I've ever had. Yeah. To not yeah. sign for something near the end. Well, especially in your world where it's like, okay, you got to fill out an application, then you got to go for the commitment. <laughs> you have yeah. to go for the closing. And then, then you got to go to a lawyer. Oh, yeah, man. It's yeah. like so many steps, right? And people would argue, okay, well, you know, $200,000 house is a whole lot different than a $30,000 car loan, but let's be clear, both of them can fuck you up financially, right? Yeah, sometimes um, the car loan can be more expensive <laughs> than the house. <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, no, man, it's a, it's a really weird industry. And, uh, um, what what bothers me most about it is that uh, I would be okay with it if they just said, you know, hey, like this is just how we make our money, and and it just has to be the way it is. Um, but you always have this guise of where you can go in and negotiate with them and all this type of stuff. But that just isn't reality for for most people, right? I also from a uh, I'm a little too Canadian for negotiating. Like I'm so bad at it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and even in business too, when you co- when someone comes to me and they're like, "What do you offer?" I'm like, "Oh, this." And they're like, "Well, what can you do better?" I'm like, "No, that was my thing." Like I've never. <laughs> this is this is it. I gave you my best thing, and then that's it. <laughs> yeah, I've never. I don't ever negotiate as a person. Like I, yeah, I, yeah. when people, because um, I don't try to. I, I, I like when things are fair. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you can talk about this, right? Um, and I don't know if we talked about this before, but. Um, everybody wants to get like the best deal and like screw over the person giving it to them. But the reality is, is, is if you do that to somebody, then that means you've hurt them. And so now it's a lose win situation. And, and that means that it's not going to be mutually beneficial. Yeah. And sometimes a win win isn't much of a difference either. True. Yeah. I know exactly. Yeah. Like the difference of um, um, the car dealership thing was a little different because um, um, 
Brad's buddy of mine, but we also uh, sent business to each yeah, other. Totally. It's a working relationship. Sure. Uh, so when it came to So the, why would you negotiate on price, right? It's no. a win-win either way. No, exactly. It makes yeah. no sense, and it would actually be quite insulting yeah. to do so, right? Yeah. So when it came to the price, it was what it was. And, and automatically, he was giving me a fantastic, like he was giving me a good price right in the beginning. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, so that type of stuff, like I don't, I would never feel comfortable negotiating. No, not at all. And, uh, even, but even if it's a, like, um, I, I know in car dealerships, like when I got my, my truck, I knew you have to. Like it's stupid to just go in and get it. Yeah. But the funny thing where he sat at his table at the Nissan dealership, he called the guy. I could see the guy. Oh, man. We he's went through the, the same exact room. same special. This is what we could do. And he calls. And he's just like, I'm fighting for you. And I'm like, no, no. You guys have this rehearsed. Yeah. The, they work, work they literally are working for the same company. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, man. I, I literally went through the same thing. I said it was stupid. And actually, when I was uh, negotiating for the um, the Soul that I drive now, actually, it was a different one. We ended up going to a different dealership because uh, <laughs> uh, we didn't have a good experience. But we were like, yeah. Um, I'm not paying for your cost of doing business. I'm not going to pay for a document fee, and I'm not going to pay um, for a PPSA charge. I'm just not doing it. No ifs, ands, or buts. And the guy at the table says, oh, no, no, there's no such thing as those charges. No big deal. Well, you get into the finance office, next thing you realize, there are those charges. I'm like, well, buddy said they don't exist. And then now it's a different story, right? And it's this big, uh, it's this well, big game. That happened to me with Amanda's vehicle. We Everything was negotiated, and then... Um, she was doing a trade-in. It was a big promotion for trade-ins. And yeah, she was yeah. supposed to get the amount of money that was owing on it. Totally. And then we could finally get to the finance person, completely different building. Yeah. You sit there, there's a $2,000 shortfall or something like that. Yeah. And I go, that's not what she, they said. And the finance person picked up the paper, went like this with both hands, and said, go talk to your sales rep then. Yeah. And I'm just like, okay. So first, I got to find them. Yeah. Uh, and because I have a weird personality, I just said, fuck it, and I signed the paper, which is the stupid thing to do. And everyone, sure. just don't do that. <laughs> just go find the guy. But I have such a, like, a F you, like, whatever, yeah, yeah. sometimes. Um, but I, I remember there was no, there was no sympathy. It was just like, yeah, how, like, whatever. Just, you're not happy here. Go figure it out. Because they're used to they're used to people being unhappy all the time. Yeah, right. And it's not it's not it's not good, man. Like I I I, I haven't talked to anybody who had a great car buying experience at any dealership. Like it just doesn't exist. I do it, Brad. Yeah, I did sure. so little. Uh, but I had to shout out to Brad. Uh, uh, I talked to him on Facebook. He did all of it. He sent electronically. I didn't have to lift a finger. Yeah. yeah. So so that's so that's good there, man. But like, it's 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 just crazy. Yeah. Financing companies are annoying. But that's just because I'm a um, self-employed. <laughs> oh yeah, but that's that's true with any you know what, time being. So if anyone's self-employed, uh, I feel your pain whenever you try to apply for something. But when you hear the sentence, um, "No, we can't debt service you because of income that you did in 2017," <laughs> I just want to scream. Yeah, oh, my yeah. 2020 is almost done. Yeah, yeah. My year to date for 2020 is higher than what my 2019 was. Yeah, yeah. Why are we and thinking? Your 2019 was higher than your 2018. Yeah, 2018 which is higher, was than 20... higher than 2017. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, what? I'm like, they're like, but it was lower. And I'm like, yeah, because that's how businesses work when they grow. Yeah. Every year I grow more. Yeah. And like, yeah, but 2017, Dave can't afford this. I was like, well, well 20... just to be clear, if you were employed and you had three months on the job, it wouldn't have mattered what you made in the past. No. That's so silly, dude. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's so, the silliest thing in the world. But that's just a, a grievance that, uh, yeah, we have to experience all the time when we try to apply for things. Yeah, you know what? You know what drives me nuts is not so much about the the end result of it. It's literally the work of getting there. Because, like, you oh, think, okay, so many tax talks. Oh man, you think 
you think employee, okay, um, NOA is T4s, right? Uh, pay stubs, ID. That's probably enough to get you 80% of credit products <laughs> yeah. in Canada, okay? Um, you're self-employed, oh, man, you need your NOAs, and then, okay, uh, depending on how many years of taxes you have, you need your financials, and then you need, oh, man, it just goes on and on and on and on and on and on. And sometimes they ask for questions that don't even make sense. Um, yeah. Like my, uh, <laughs> the, I got a car loan, and they were like, they kept just saying, we need proof that your truck's paid off. And I said, it's not paid off yet. I don't have the check yet to pay it off. And they said, we need proof. I was like, there's no proof. <laughs> no proof. It's not going to happen. No offense or buts. And then I said, finally, I was like, did you try to qualify me with both loans? Yeah. I don't see why I can't. And they're like, oh, yeah, that should work. And then the, they, then the finance company then did it with both, and it was all good. Yeah, yeah. But sometimes, and I know this from being a mortgage broker, you, you just sometimes people just ask for this set stuff, and they don't try to problem solve. Totally. Uh, but that's frustrating as a business owner because it's just like, okay, give me all of this paperwork. But there was no, there was no more conversations. There was no more questions. How long you been incorporated? You could save us so much time on paperwork by asking four questions. Now, admittedly, I will say, right? Um, it, I, I think it's very difficult from a lender's perspective to um, to understand businesses per se uh, and how much money is being made personally and all this type of stuff. Because, like for example, right? If you start a new business and you invest a bunch of money into that business. Um, your company actually owes you back that money, and it pays you back tax free, and 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 so it doesn't show up anywhere. You could you could you know if you invested you know say three hundred thousand dollars into a company, and say you, you were working your whole life, and you got out of that business and took your money from from there, and you put it into a new one. That's three hundred grand in your company. You can pull out three hundred thousand dollars tax free from your company, right? Because you gave it to them, right? Um, but when you're going to get lending for that. Uh, you could literally have, depending if you, you know, you might be paying yourself fifty grand a year, sixty grand a year, hundred thousand dollars a year. There could be three years where your taxes say zero on it, despite the fact that you're bringing home potentially six figures, yeah. right? Um, and I don't think companies typically know that because the person that's that's reviewing your your that's an underwriter is typically not a not an accountant, no. right? Um, and so that that that's difficult. That yeah. one's close to home because. <laughs> yeah, Dave's heated. I assume we're going to talk about masks. <laughs> All right, so are we done? I think we're done, man. All right, everybody, thanks for watching uh, Beers with Dave's. Uh, we have a lot of videos that Dave won't do. You'll probably will never see this one either. Yeah, probably not. Um, I but, keep them for myself. I which, watch them a lot. Which is good, so you'll never find out about my fitness destination uh, YouTube channel. Or your bunny uh, murdering <laughs> manipulation. Yeah, I'm essentially uh, Norman Bates. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so stay class, everybody. Thanks yes. for watching. Cheers. Bye. Beers with Dave.